This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club and just by listening, you're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. And I am Sydney Lyerly. And this week we are continuing to read Way of Kings by Brendan Sanderson and also... You didn't acknowledge the fact that I went from excited to like monotone. I didn't hear you. You didn't hear me go, and I am Sydney Lyerly. I did. I did. <laughs> mid, mid sentence. I didn't notice. Oh, I will say this. Darn. Sydney and I, for the first time in a while, went back and listened to the very first episode of this podcast. That's why I did that. And first, we are very, very boring. Second, <laughs> second, there were ads on the first two podcasts. Yeah, we don't know what's up with that. We didn't put them there and we weren't getting paid for those. So those should be gone now. I have no, literally no clue why in the world those two episodes had ads on the front. Yeah, so... so- if you listen to our first couple episodes, which if you haven't, you should, even though they're not nearly as good as they are yes. now. So we apologize for that. But um, if you listen to them and there's ads there, I'm very sorry. There's not now. We've got rid of them now. Yeah. We don't know what was up with that. It's uh, uh, Yeah. We didn't choose to have those there and we were not getting paid for them being there. So Yes. Um, also, we're going to give another shout out yes. to uh, JB Papple. We're very sorry you said we said your name wrong. <laughs> he corrected us on Instagram. Thank you for correcting us, though. We appreciate it. I'm glad you corrected us because now we know how to say it. So very Papel. sorry we said it wrong in the first place. All righty. Are you ready to get in the books? Yes, absolutely. What did uh, we read this week, Sydney? This week we read chapters 40, 41, 42, and 43. Which is, make sure you have those read. If you didn't, feel free to pause, read them, come back, or... If you're just like a little faker, you could just listen to this and pretend like you read. No, you know what happens if you don't read. Sydney will do something maniacal and evil, but I don't remember what I said last week, so. (laughs) I think it was something about me making you fly like a kite. Oh, right, yes. (laughs) She'll fly you like a human kite. Right, right. Yes. Um, But Um, make sure you have those read. Next week, Sydney, what are we doing? Next week, we are reading chapters 44, 45, and 46. Just three next week. Which is... Short. They're so long. The chapters are long. There's less. There's less to read in each. But it's good. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Uh, Sydney, you start us this week. You want to get us going? Absolutely, I do. So we're starting with chapter forty, which is titled "Eyes of Red and Blue." Ooh. And so the little book bit at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> says, "Death upon the lips, sound upon the air, char upon the skin," and then Yaz's little uh, like where it came from. Yeah, little like information bit at the bottom says. From The Last Desolation by Ambrian, line 335. Right. And so this is this is the Kaladin chapter, okay? And he is stumbling around. He's awake. Like, he's, he's doing, he's healthier. He's doing decently well. He's alive. He is alive. And again. he is walking around. He's like, how in the world am I alive? I should be dead. Right, um, right. He walks out of the barrack of Bridge 4 and sees all of the other bridgemen doing their, like, their practice. So they've been practicing without him, which is really great. That's super cool. Rock is like leading it. Um, yeah, I love Rock. When uh, they spot him, Moash spots him first and freezes and they about all trip over each other, but they yeah. don't. Freezes and then comes running towards him and like they're all, they all stop and stare and they're like, how in the world are you here? Right. Like, how are you, how are you alive? Like, how are you walking around right now? And uh, they're all kind of like smiling and laughing and talking to Kaladin. It's really a sweet moment. Like mm-hmm. it's really really sweet. But Teft doesn't. Teft come. doesn't. Yes, Teft is standing by himself, looking very concerned. And Kaladin's like, "Hey, you good?" 
And Tef's like, Tef says, I just figured those lads don't bathe often enough for me to want to get close enough for hug. No offense. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that makes Kaladin laugh. Um, and he says, true, my last bath was in the high school. <laughs> um, and then he thinks about this. He thinks about the fact that uh, Syl kind of was battling for him. He saw that face, which he thinks might have been the Stormfather. Right. Um, he saw Death's friend. And he's just like, doesn't know how he's alive. And so he asked how long he's been out. And Moash says 10 days. And Calden's like, that's, no that's not possible. There, There is no way. Like, I, what? Yeah. And um, Rock is like, yeah, we're surprised to see you up and walking, but, like, you must have crazy good, like, strong bones and all this stuff. And they're all, like, very excited. Is my name you should be having. <laughs> is what Rock says, You should yeah. be Rock. Yeah. Um, but they're they're very, they're happy to have him back, which is really sweet. So am I. Um, me too. We find out that they've been going on bridge runs without him. They've gone in two. Right. And they did lose two men, which is sad. But um, other than that, they've been doing fine. Like, they've been keeping up their practicing. Like, they're doing okay, which is really encouraging that they were keeping up with even right. without Khaled in there. Right. Um, we find out that Rock was actually, they tried to name, Gas tried to name Rock's uh, bridge leader. Right. And they basically have taken to calling Khaled and Captain. Right. And so Rock is now bridge leader. Khaled is now the captain. Yes, and Gaz doesn't like that. <laughs> but I think it's funny. Which is why they do it, they say. A part yeah. of the reason they do it is because Gaz hates it. And so they're like, yep, keeping that yeah. name. It's just it's just funny. Um, and so as they're standing there, uh, they're, talk- they're talking about this, right? Kaladin is thinking about the fact that bridgemen aren't supposed to uh, like survive. And he thinks he knows why. He doesn't say what that is yet, but he right. thinks he knows why that is. That dumb sentence. Um, and he's just... Thinking about like, well, I didn't. I didn't say this. Uh, the sirens went off to to right. signal that they're going on a bridge run, and Calvin's like, oh, "I'm coming," and they're like, "No." <laughs> but he does agree. They he um, along with some of the other uh, injured ones who are still healing take water, and he go. He does go with them on this run, but he doesn't carry the bridge. Um, but yeah, he. That's where the chapter switches, uh, and now. Kaladin is standing at the edge of uh, one of the chasms. They've made the bridge run. No one's gotten hurt. It was because, an easy one. Yes, it was an easy one. They got there at the same time the Parshendi did. Right. And so the Parshendi didn't have time to fire. Instead, they circled around the little chasm fiend thing. Yeah. And uh, to like start fighting it there. The battle itself is very, very bloody, very bad. Um, they're kind of like tied right now, which if you know anything about battles, if you're the closer the battle, the worse it is because for the individual. Yes, because more people, more individual people will die when um the, the battles battle are close. close. Versus like if one side is clearly losing, they're gonna call them off yeah. immediately, yeah. and so less people are gonna die. So when it's close, the the leader won't stop the battle until yeah. they either have won or have soundly lost. Yes, if they're like getting rolled, they're like, okay, we're leaving, and only we'll lose a few. Yeah, but this is the kind where everyone's losing their lives because they're neither side is gonna call back because it's close. Yep. Um, so basically just this little section here is about how bad the battle is and all that. Um, Rock comes over and is like, starts talking to Caliban about the fact that it's a bad, uh, battle that even if the sol- the soldiers are going to be unhappy, even if they win because they're going to have lost a lot of their friends. Yeah. Um, and Caliban asks, he says, why do they fight Rock? And Rock's like, for money and for vengeance. And he's like, you should know this, but like your king was killed by the Parshendi. And Kaladin was like, right, I understand why the Alethi fight, but why do the Parshendi fight? What do right. they ha- need to get from this? Like, what do they get from fighting us? Yeah. And uh, 
Kaladin, or Rock says, is because they don't very much like the idea of being beheaded for killing your king, I should think. Very unaccommodating of them. I mean, fair. Good <laughs> good, good answer, Rock. Yeah, I appreciate that's, that. That's Rock's answer. Um, Kaladin says, instead, he says, perhaps, but then why do they fight for the gem hearts? Their numbers are dwindling because of skirmishes like these. Yeah. And basically, he talks about the fact that the Parshendi, until this war, have never been in battles this big, mm-hmm. he assumes. And so they're not really sure why it is that they're fighting. And at this point, uh, they're talking, and Sigzil comes over and uh, starts talking to them. And Sigzil thinks that it's because they have soul casters, and so they need the gem hearts to be able to make food and stuff. Right. Which and makes also, sense. Also, Sigzil is very, like, well-spoken. Yes. He's a he's a very well-spoken man. We don't really know why, but he is. Yes, very, very well-spoken. Um, uh, don't we learn why in this chapter eventually? Yes. Okay. Not this chapter. Oh. But later on in these chapters that we read, we okay. do. Okay. We do learn why he is well-spoken. So if you haven't read... Spoiler? Keep listening, I guess. You'll you'll learn later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, Kaladin then begins to tell them why they aren't allowed, why the bridgemen are allowed to take shields. Yeah, to like- and protect themselves. And basically, Kaladin says it's because we make good targets. We're put out in front to draw Parshendi attention. And uh, basically, they determine that, which is is the reasoning. This is true. They state that it's because we're the bait. If we have shields and stuff, they're not going to want to fire at us. They're going to fire at, like, the soldiers and stuff, and more soldiers are going to die. The people yeah. they're paying to train and keep fed and stuff are going to die versus we're, like, expendable. Yeah. They don't spend much much of anything on us. And it's not like we're just the poorest trained. Because some armies will just put, like, the, the poorest trained in the front. Yeah. We are expressly bait. The, yes. It's not like if the poorest trained dies, it's still a loss. We are supposed to die. It's not a loss if we're gone. No, yeah. Yeah. Because one arrow into us is one arrow that would have killed a soldier that now is not, like that soldier is now fine. Yes. Is basically the idea. Um, And uh, Sigzil is like, well, that seems foolish to like want to waste the troops. And Kaladin's like, it's not. Like they're not spending, like I said, they're not spending hardly any money to keep us alive. Versus they're spending money to train the soldiers and put armor on them and all this stuff. And so they're losing more if their soldiers get hurt versus if we get hurt because they can just get more people. Like, they don't care. Um, and it's 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 really, really terrible. Like, it's just, it's awful. And right. so this whole section is just them talking about that. Um, the Eventually the battle ends and the Alethi have won, but on their way back... Uh, Kaladin and his group are leading. The soldiers are behind, and the soldiers are very, like, not in good spirits because yeah. they lost a lot. A lot of, lot of friends. Yep. And so we skip forward again a few hours later. Uh, they are now having their nightly fire. Yay! Which I love that they do. So uh, Rock is cooking food. The fire is, like, crackling. Um, Sill's back again. Uh, she was kind of gone for a little bit, but she's back now. Uh, yeah. Sitting there. Uh, she's just kind of chilling, having a good time. Yeah, she's just kind of chilling. Um Kaladin is thinking about the fact that nothing he's done has worked. Yeah. And he's he's headed back towards depressed. Depressed? Depressed Kaladin? Yeah, the wretch. Yes. Uh he's just he's not doing well. And this chapter, actually both of Kaladin's main chapters. Very sad. I was not a huge fan of either of them because they're very sad. Also, his backstory chapter is pretty sad. So like yeah, Kaladin's, Kaladin's have it tough. Kaladin's not having a good time right now. And I don't like seeing Kaladin. Like I like the Oh, I, Kaladin feels like he can do things again. I don't like the I'm depressed, sad Kaladin. <laughs> um, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. But he's uh, thinking about the fact that Bridgman are meant to die. That's their whole point. They're not supposed to survive. The fact that he has isn't changing anything for his bridge crew. It's making things worse, really. 
And uh, he just, he's basically, he basically thinks I'm going to fail them is what he thinks, mm-hmm. which is, is not good. Um, the men are having a good time. They're like, you know, happy that they've got their bridge leader back, like Kaladin's back. Like things are, they're in good spirits. Yes. And Kaladin is low-key just bringing it down. Always. Um, He's a sad boy. <laughs> but they're waiting for the food. And uh, they actually, so a guy named Maps is his name. Why is his bridge crew. Do you remember why his name that? His, his name is that because he's got a birthmark that he claims is like An the entirety exact map. of Alethgar. An exact map of Alethgar. Which Kaladin's like, mm, I don't okay. think that's true, but okay. <laughs> uh, but that, they nicknamed, nicknamed him Maps because of that. But anyways, he uh, stands up and he, he says to Rock, or he says to everybody, but this is meant for Rock. He says, from all of us. For making us stew each night. Don't think we haven't noticed how hard you work on it. We relax while you cook, and you always serve everyone else first. So we bought you something to thank you, which, can I just say, is so sweet. It's very sweet. I love how sweet and, like, kind the Bridgemen have become. To each other. To each other, yeah, yes. They're it's, very, very good It's to each very other. good. What is um, it? And basically, they've bought Rock a razor because he complains about not being able to shave. And yeah. so Rock like runs off and like he's in, like teary eyed like, and he's and he, so he happy. He runs away. He like goes and hides in the barrack while the soup is finishing. Um, well, the soup finished and then he leaves. And um, he says, "Stew is ready," and then runs off. Yeah, and it's just that image is so cute. I love Rock so much. Rock is one of my probably my favorite characters. <laughs> he's yep. really getting up there for me. Rock I really is a like great Rock. guy. I, I love Rock. Yeah, big fan of Rock. The big nice, a big meathead who's super kind is my favorite kind of character, uh-huh. and that's who he is. Yeah, and he's just he's such a good dude. Not necessarily the smartest, but he cooks. He's just such a good, caring, loving person, and right. I just, I love him for that. Right. Um, but so Rock leaves and. Uh, after he says the stew is ready and they start like ladling out spoo- uh, or stew for each other and starting to eat and like they're still having a good time uh, Kaladin hasn't gotten food yet because he's not particularly hungry he also notices Sigzil has not gotten food either so he goes over and like is talking to him about it and Sigzil's like it's fine I can wait like I'll wait till they're done do you want to you read the interaction that Sigzil and him has yeah it's a good little interaction they yeah. have okay here it goes the men say that you're secretly a light eyes of very high rank. What? But my eyes are dark brown. Pardon me, Sigsol said. I didn't speak the right word. You don't have the right words in your language. To you, a light eyes is the same as a leader. In other kingdoms, though, other things make a man a curse is a lethy language. A man of high birth, a bright lord, only without the eyes. Anyway, the men think you must have been raised outside of a lethcar as a leader. Sigzil looked back at the others. They were beginning to sit back down, attacking their stew with vigor. It's the way you lead so naturally, the way you make others want to listen to you. There are things they associate with the light eyes, and so they have invented a past for you. You have a difficult time disabusing them of it now, Sigzil eyed him, assuming it is a fabrication. I was there in the chasm the day you used that spear. A spear, Kaladin said. A dark-eyed soldier's weapon, not a light-eyed sword. To many bridgemen, the difference is minimal. All are so far above us. So what is your story? Sigzel smirked. I wondered if you were going to ask. The others mentioned that you have pride into their origins. I like to know the men I lead. And if some of us are murderers? Sigzel asked quietly. Then I'm in good company, Kaladin said. If it was Light Eyes you killed, then I might buy you a drink. Not a Light Eyes, Sigzel said. And he is not dead. Then you're not a murderer, Kaladin said. Not for want of trying. Sigzel's eyes grew distant. I thought for certain I had succeeded. It was not the wisest choice I made. My master, he trailed off. 
Is he the one you tried to kill? No. Kaladin waited, but no more information was forthcoming. A scholar, he thought, or at least a man of learning. There has to be a way to use this. Find a way out of this death trap, Kaladin. Use what you have. There has to be a way. You were right about the Bridgman, Sigzel said. We are sent to die. It is the only reasonable explanation. There is a place in the world. Maribethia? Have you heard of it? No, Kaladin said. It is beside the sea, to the north, in the Soleil land. The people are known for their great fondness for debate. At each intersection in the city, they have a small pedestal on which a man can stand and proclaim his arguments. It is said that everyone in Maribethia carries a pouch with overripe fruit, just in case they pass a proclaimer with whom they disagree. Kaladin frowned. He hadn't heard so many words from Sigzil in all the time they'd been bridgemen together. What you said earlier on the plateau, Sigzil continued, eyes forward. It made me think of Maribethians. You see, they have a curious way of treating condemned criminals. They dangle them over the seaside cliff near the city, down near the water at high tide, with a cut slice in each cheek. There is a particular species of great shell in the depths there. Creatures are known for their succulent flavor, and of course, they have gem hearts, not nearly as large as the one in the chasm fiends, but still nice. So the criminals, they become bait. The criminal may demand execution instead, but they say if you hang there for a week and are not eaten, then you can go free. So that's an interesting little little interaction between the two of them. Um, also, we learn about Sigzel. He's a little bit of a learned man. Yes, he has an education. Uh, he didn't get to finish it. but And he tried to murder someone. <laughs> yes, he tried to murder someone, but apparently failed. He's very bad at it compared to Kaladin, who's a very good killer. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but yeah, so it's, it's just a little interaction. Um, the We learn a little bit after the uh, Maribethians have a saying for someone who refuses to see the truth in a situation. Yep. So the saying is, you have eyes of red and blue, which is the uh, title of this chapter. And the blood in your um, eyes from the yes. cheek slice red, in the sea. Red for the blood dripping, blue for the water. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's just interesting, the that little conversation. Um, also, Sigzel, in a, a little bit down, says something that's very, very kind of terrible. Um. At first, I hated you for lying to them, to the men, but I have come to see that a false hope makes them happy. What you do is like giving medicine to a sick, sick man to ease his pain until he dies. Now these men can spend their last days in, a la- in laughter. You are a healer indeed, Kaladin Stormblessed. Yeah. So, so Sigzel thinks what Kaladin is doing is basically a condemned person. They're going to die anyway, making their yeah. last days happy, which is the opposite of what Kaladin is trying to actually yes. do. Yes, but I kind of get it. Like, I think... I think either way, it's still better. I mean, it's isn't it better to die happy than to die depressed and sad because you knew yeah, you were going to die? Absolutely. Like, I think either way, it's a good thing. Die with friends. Yes, die with your friends. Die, die laughing, die smiling, die in like a good place, a good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it is It is sad and that's not what Kaladin wants. Um, yep. But, you know. Also, um, also. I've talked about this before in the reading of this. I love the way that the uh, that chapters that touch in this book basically say, "This is what the next chapter is going to be," or "This is what the last chapter talked about." Yeah, like I said with the uh, Dalinar digging the latrine is like using a shard blade to cut up. You know, yeah. it's like using shard blade to dig a latrine. It's the parallelism. Yeah, right here is another example of it. So keep that in mind. It's like giving a, a dying man medicine to make him feel better. Yep. Keep that in mind for the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, right after this conversation, uh, Rock comes back in and he's like all excited. He's shaved. He's got his razor and he's like, you guys, I, I, I'm sharing this razor. Basically, it, yeah. it's become like a community razor, which is kind of disgusting. <laughs> 
Well, they don't have much. But no, yeah, I I get it. It just makes me laugh. Um, but yes, he's he's very excited. He's like, this doesn't just belong to me; it belongs to all of us. Um, he's just he's very happy. They're all very happy. The men are laughing. Um, and also, Rock calls them his family. Yeah, which is very cute. It's very cute. Uh, the men are all happy and laughing, except for Kaladin, who's still depressed. Of course he and is. Sad. And that's the chapter just ends with him being like, I'm failing. Well, the last two sentences are once again very baller. Read me the last two sentences. He couldn't carry the hopes of all the bridgemen. He just wasn't strong enough. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. That's very sad. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Rock, he didn't shave his beard all the way. He shaved it into, he just like has yes. giant sideburns. Maybe yeah. he just shaved his chin. Uh-huh, which is funny. Yeah. But all right. Still. That's the end of that chapter. And then the next page, we have a little axe hound drawing. The axe hounds are freaky, but kind of cute. Yeah, I. their faces freak me out more than anything else. I mean, they have six legs, too, which is kind of weird. And they have, like, uh, a fish tail. It's, they're a weird vibe, but I kind of like them. Yeah, me too. And now it's for chapter 41. It's of Alds and Milp is the title <laughs> of the chapter. Yep. And it takes place five and a half years ago. Yep. And it opens with young Kaladim. Pushing past a shrieking Laurel, who, if you remember, is the girl that he, his parents are trying to get him to marry, who is now kind of a butthole. Yep. Um, and runs into the room to see uh, Riller and Roshone laying on the table, both w- very, very badly injured. Their yep. insides are coming out. They have giant, Ugh. like, uh, uh, looks like tusks protruding from their guts yeah, and stuff. like white, like, elephant-esque tusks. Um, and... Uh, once again, Laro is just being the worst, shrieking, being unhelpful, yelling, do yeah. something, work harder. He can't, he was, uh, so it's, Laro is panicking. Um, Kaladin's dad has his mom close the door on her because she's being a pain. Yeah. Um, and they start working and essentially a white spine got them. They got gored by a white spine, which is like a, a, a thing that the people hunt. They're yeah. Like a great shell, but not a big great shell. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kaladin is, is helping his dad. Doing it, they're putting bandages on the sun and stuff. Uh, Roshon is still still uh, awake, and uh, Liren eventually is working on Riller, who is in a worse condition. The sun is in much worse condition, and randomly uh, he just kind of stops, turns, and goes to start working on Roshon. And Roshon yells, "What are you doing, surgeon? What am I, son?" Because Roshon wants him to fix his son first, because the son's in worse condition. Yeah, and um, Liren basically. Uh, just kind of exists there. And uh, Roshan goes, my son is not dead. I could see him moving. Tend to him, surgeon. And he's like, Riller's like spasming. Yeah. That's the only reason he's moving is he's like spasming. Yes. Like, he's got like a hole through like his stomach. And then Liren orders Kaladin to get what they call day's water, which is some kind of loopy drug. Yeah, basically. Um, And Kaladin... Uh, Roshone's still throwing a fit like help my son yeah. and Liren says I work under three guidelines Roshone um, the guidelines are the guidelines every surgeon uses when choosing between two patients if the wounds are equal treat the youngest first if the wounds are not equally threatening treat the w- worst wound first the third guideline supersedes them both Roshone um, a surgeon must know when someone is beyond their ability to help I'm sorry Roshone I would save him if I could I promise you but I cannot so yeah Kaladin uh, then freaking uh, roofies the dude, puts the day's water over his face and yeah. makes him go loopy. And then um, and then Kaladin does what I talked about last chapter, yep. the parallelism. He gives Riddler the, the loopy so he can die in peace. Yep. It's Which I I can respect that. that I mean, like, doctors do that. Yeah. It, it's better than dying, spasming, and in pain. Yeah. Not that he's probably in so much pain that he 
probably can't even like tell what's happening. Yep. And it was basically, uh, it was basically that, <laughs> yeah, he had to kill Riller. Riller can't be saved. Yeah, Riller, it's not that he killed Riller, it's just that he can't. We'll try and tell Rochelle. The man that. has like, yes, well, the man has like a hole in his body. Yeah, like a big there's tusk no, right him. You're not, there, there's no coming back from that. Not where it was. It's not like it's in like your arm or something. It was like in the middle of like his stomach or his chest. Like you're, there's no, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. Um. And it turns out they went looking for the white spine. This was not a random attack. They went on a hunt looking for the freaking white spine. Yeah. And then they found it. <laughs> yeah. Not great for them though. Um. And then uh, Kaladin basically is is like Rillers. Roshan's gonna be very mad at you when he wakes. And Liren's basically just doesn't say anything. He's just kind of helping clean the tusk out of his wound. Yeah. And Kaladin looks over and sees his dad holding the razor, the the surgeon's knife, the very sharp knife, up right next to an important artery in his thigh. Yep. And he's just holding it. And for the first time ever, he's seen his dad's hands start, like, twitching when he's doing a surgery, not being perfectly controlled. Yeah. And Kaladin's thinking, he can cut that. If X cut, he would just say when Tusk nicked it. No one would know if yep. that was cut. He would just bleed out and die. Yep. Um, and then uh, Liren stops pull, stops shaking, grabs the Tusk out and throws it away. Does not kill Roshone. And uh, behind them, Reeler has died. Yep. The chapter jumps forward. Kaladin is sitting where he normally sits and cries when they lose a patient. And Liren comes to join him. And... Um, Basically, Kaladin's having some deep thoughts about, like, color in the body and why why is our most colorful part hiding on the inside of us? Like, all these weird things. Yeah, the, he says the only part that's not is your eyes, which is true. I mean, if you really think about it, your eyes are the most colorful part of you and then the bright red that is your blood. Well, not me. I have brown eyes. Well, If you're a light eyes, your eyes yeah, are the most colorful that's, part of you. That's true. I think I Kaladin's have also thinking about I have that. light colored eyes. <sighs> Stupid light eyes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh... Kaladin, his dad comes and joins him. And Kaladin says, I saw inside a man today. And Liren says, you've done it many times before and you'll do it again. And Kaladin basically says, no, I was talking about you. I saw you um, consider killing Roshone and then decide not to because you saw me there. And uh, they have a conversation about this. And um, Liren basically says, I, I wouldn't have killed him even if you weren't there. You being there did strengthen me to not, but I would not have killed him either way because I don't kill people. I'm not entirely sure I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, he stopped and he paused and then he looked like th At there Kaladin. definitely were there definitely were thoughts of I could kill this man. He Absolutely. 100% was thinking it. Yes, he was. Whether he actually ever would have gone through with it, I don't know, but he definitely definitely was thinking about it and I think if Kaladin wouldn't wasn't there, he would have thought about it harder. And Kaladin does say I wish you had done it and and uh Liren says you mustn't say such things. Uh, because we have to be better than they are. Um, and Fair it enough. also is told to them that on the hunt, they had also brought two light uh, dark eyes with them, and they had just left them behind, let them bleed out in the woods. Those men are definitely dead. Yeah, it's what the chapter is named after, Alds and Milp. Yep. Alds and Milp, the chapter's title. Rip Alds and Milp. Like, seriously, they were just... Left. Just yeah, abandoned. that's so... Ugh. Good way to make you hate a guy more, isn't it? Honestly, yes. Um, And then... uh. Kaladin at the end of this chapter is thinking to himself about it and he realized that his dad is wrong. He could have absolutely, if it was him and not his dad there, he would have absolutely cut the vein. Yeah. Um, 
Not and, great. Uh, at that mo- the chapter ends with, at that moment, Calden knew he could kill if he needed to. Some people, like a festering finger or a leg shattered beyond repair, just needed to be removed. Not okay, Calden. Not okay. I'm glad you didn't become a surgeon. The boy... Well, look where he is now. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean like an actual, I mean like an actual surgeon. Hey, I mean, Laurel is free again. I mean, she has, she has. No! Laurel doesn't have a man anymore. No, Laurel being free again. Like, they're going to marry. After this, they're not going to marry. Roshon's about to get them all killed. You think? He, he probably, I can about guarantee that mm. at, later on, he's going to be like, Next time we see the section, it's gonna be Rashon being a butthole because they think oh, that he sure. didn't save that they didn't try to save. Oh, I a hundred percent think that's part of the reason they're about to get like yeah. kicked out of the town or his dad, his family's about to get murdered. I'm finally- Honestly, Rashon probably goes and kills Tien just mm. to be like, You let my son die, I'm gonna kill your son now. Right. This I would say is probably the most um the the start of me enjoying the the Kaladin flashbacks. In general, Every I told you this before. Every every book has flashbacks from a certain character. Yeah, I l- in general like these flashbacks the least of them. Okay. Um, but this is the part for me where I'm like, ooh, because <laughs> the flashbacks start getting fun for me here. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the end of my chapter. Uh, is there anything you already said your theory about what's going to happen next for the background? Yeah. Um. So yeah, hop in chapter forty two. All right. Chapter forty two is titled "Beggars and Barmaids," and the Beggars little and barmaids. The little book bit at the the <laughs> top says, <laughs> "I love book bit. Book bit's so funny to me. Book Every bit. time you say it, it makes me smile. Book bit. Book I think bit. it's because of the way I say it. I like emphasize the bit. You you really hit that B real hard. Book the little bit. book bit. <laughs> Sorry, you can continue now. Okay. The little the little book bit at the top says. Like a high storm, regular in their coming, yet always unexpected. And then Yasna's little information bit. Information bit. Don't make fun of me. I, I will Don't never. Mock I, me. I would never mock you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like siblings. We kind of are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and siblings that aren't actually siblings at yeah. this point. I feel like, have we ever addressed the fact that you and I are just buddies? <laughs> Do you think there's an audience member out here who's just sitting here thinking, like, they're definitely dating? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, this is funny. Real quick, <laughs> um, <laughs> Golan and I just saying. Golan has a fiance. Okay, I have a fiance. It's not, not me. It's not the fiance <laughs> is not me. Okay, <laughs> just to clarify, if anyone was wondering. Every but, time um, I say my fiance, I wonder if it's a person in the audience <laughs> who's like, so Sydney. Like, I wonder if someone who listens thinks that you and I are engaged. So, a funny story. Um, <laughs> like, literally all the people at school who've just met us think yeah. we're dating. It happens Every a lot. Every time. It's because his fiance doesn't go to school with us. No. She goes someplace else. And he and I hang out a lot because we have literally every single class together. Yes, we we're the same major. We have two separate podcasts together. Like We are the same job. Yes, we, we ha- we're co-workers. We have two jobs on campus that are exactly the same. Like, we... Are together a lot and we just hang out like we've grown a friend group together We're, as well i have a very i've always had a very strong opinion my fiance agrees with me i'm allowed to have best friends who are not yeah. guys yeah. and and she has best friends who are girls yeah sydney's my best friend that's how it is that's how it is. That's, that's it and so we're okay <laughs> we're allowed to do this yeah um, but it's just funny and so we've taken to say like saying we're actually siblings yeah. just we were born one month apart yes everyone agrees we're siblings anyone who this, <laughs> no way does anybody think we're dating of course they all think we're siblings <laughs> okay um, but yeah, that that's that's where the little the sibling thing comes yes. from. And if you can if you disagree with my thing about being allowed to have best friends, uh, you can stop listening. 
Oh. All right, that's all. Bye. Wow. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, anyways, I'll, le- I'll read little Yasna's little sorry, information because I never read it. <laughs> okay, sorry for our little tangent, guys. But that's why you're here, to listen to our little tangents. Yeah, you think we're funny. If you don't, you can leave. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding people out left Colin's and right today. being so mean. After this, we're going to have no listeners, Colton. What have you done? Yeah, because everyone listening thinks, one, we're annoying, or two, we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, anyways. Sorry. Um, one more thing I have to say before uh, you do this. Dang it. I actually want to know. If you thought we were dating, please leave a comment on the Instagram. <laughs> I actually really do want to know if you thought we were dating. I think that's so funny. That's Sorry. hilarious. Get back to it. Okay. Um, the little, Yasna's little information bit says, <laughs> says, the word desolation is used twice in reference to their appearances. See pages 57, 59, and 64 of Tales by Hearthlight. Yep. Cool. So that'll actually come up again later in this chapter. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Did you a- not notice that? This exact same one comes up later. Oh, right. She quotes a couple of them from before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this I this was the one I recognized. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so it's the Shalon chapter. Yay. And, uh, I, I love Shalon, actually. <laughs> I like Shalon, too. Shalon goes up to Yasna and says, I've made my decision. And basically, she's talking about what she thinks uh of uh, Yasna's lesson with the the murdering the the guys. What did you think? Um, and basically she says, what you did was both legal and right in the strict sense of the words, but it was not moral and it certainly wasn't ethical. Right. So basically she's like, it was, you know, you can be moral without following the law, but you can also be immoral while following the law. And so basically yeah. what she did was legal. She's allowed to, like, um, kill, like, four men in self-defense. That's totally fine. But it's not moral because... Her intent was to go and kill those men. That was her her whole point of that was to go and kill those men. So, which I I agree with her. Like I agree. I think I agree with Shalon. Yeah. That it was legal, but it was not morally right. And like legally, she didn't. She was killed in self defense, which is you're allowed to do. And killed bad people. Yes. And was uh, allowed but, to be there. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, so. But morally, what she did was wrong because her whole point in going there was to kill those men, which is not okay. Right. Right. And I would I I agree with Shalon here. Yasna, Yasna does not agree. Yes, Yasna does not agree. Um and she basically says that and she's just like, Okay, well, you know, we'll talk about like she doesn't really say much about it. she just says she doesn't agree and that's really it. Well Shalon argues and says, But I still believe that there's an absolute truth because like she's trying to show Yasna that she can make this decision and still think there's a God. Yeah. And Yasna replies, Yes. It wasn't easy though, was it? And Shalon says no. And he says and you still wonder, don't you? And she says, yes. And Yasa says, that is enough. If it helps you wrestle with your feelings, child, understand that I was trying to do good. I sometimes wonder if I should accomplish more with my soulcaster. And then she goes back to reading. So, like, basically Yasa's saying, I wanted you to question. Yeah. If you come to an answer that's different than me, I'm not going to be mad at you for that. Yes. As long as you thought critically and hard about why you come to that answer. Yep. Which I actually completely agree with. Yeah. I love that mindset. I, yep. Yep. I'm happy to disagree if you're if yeah. you well thought. If you're just, re- I hate people who just repeat things. I've started taking the the phrase "nice opinion." Where'd you buy it? So if people yeah. if people are just saying opinions that they got from the internet or something, I'll yeah. go nice opinion. Where'd you get it? Because <laughs> that's not how you do opinions, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to it. But yeah, basically, uh, Yasun just wanted her to get like her feet wet, kind of in philosophy, and get like a, a foundation of philosophy. Right. And they're gonna study it more later. But after this, Which she, she gives- did. She studied a bunch of different people to try and figure yes, out what she did yes, was wrong or right. Yes. Um, but basically after this, uh, after this conversation, Yasna gives her the rest of the day free. Yay! 
Yay! Just go and do what she wants. To go and draw barmaids and beggars, like the title yeah, of the chapter. Yeah, that's what Yasmin I says. Haven't, I'm having a great time right now, actually, trying to determine what each chapter title means. I've, <laughs> I've been having a good time just, like, trying to find the title in the in the reading. In the book, yeah. Well, that's, that's what it is. Yep. Usually they're pretty obvious. Yeah, but, like, it's weird because this, the early on, the the concept of the chapter was like centered around the title. Like the first chapter is called Storm Blessed and it's about how Kaladin was called Kaladin Storm Blessed. Yeah. That's something. And now it's like the chapter is to Alden Milp who are two dudes who are dead in the woods somewhere who <laughs> were mentioned one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so Shalon heads out and she goes back to her to her room and she takes out the uh, Yasna Soulcaster and starts trying to play around with it. She did find a book uh like the day before that claimed that humming would make it more effective. And my friend, we've watched FNAF recently. Get back to it. Yes. We watched FNAF on uh, the other night on, on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Back that's to all. It. Um, <laughs> and anyways, uh, she, so she tries this. She starts humming. She closes her eyes. Doesn't work. She, for the life of her, cannot figure out how to get it to work. And as she's sitting there, someone, she hears a voice. What are you? Yes, like that. Literally like that. She hears a voice and she jumps up. She hides the soul caster and she's like, who's there? Who's there? No one answers. And then she hears um, something like outside the door and a maid opens the door. And uh, the lady's like, Shalon's like, oh my gosh. And the lady's like, oh, I didn't know you were here. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, Shalon's like, oh, it, it's fine. Why did you speak to me? Speak to you, brightness? And, yep. And so Shalon's like, okay, I heard a voice, but uh, it must have been just the cleaning sounds. I thought sounded like it was inside the room. Yeah, she said, but it mu- it, 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 she couldn't have spoke to me because it sounded like it was like behind me. Yeah. So she thinks it must have been just like the cleaning that she misheard or something. Yeah. Um, and yep. she realizes that uh, Yasna's door is cracked open, and Shalon's like, "Were you inside her room? Nobody is allowed inside Yasna's room. Yeah, like Yasna doesn't let the the maids in to clean or anything." And the maid's like, "Oh my gosh, I did not know that." And I'm, she's like, "I'm sorry." She's like freaking out, which is a hundred percent fair. And Shalon's like, "It's okay. Just go tell her now what you've done. Like, go right now and tell her because that way she'll know." That, like, you know, if you tell her, you'll get in less trouble than if you don't, basically. Exactly. And you can, like, talk to her about it, and it'll be fine. And so the maid heads out, and Shalon gets this sneaky idea to go in and look at Yasna's stuff to see if she can figure out how to use the soul caster. Because, the stu- her, like, her stuff has moved around already, so it'll just look like the maid did it. Right. Um, Which is kind of a smart idea. Like, it, that's a good idea. Uh. But she goes in there and she uh, starts looking around and she sees Yasna's notebooks, some of them. Yep. And uh, she starts to open them. Some of them are blank. They don't have anything in them. Um, but some of them do. So she finds one that's notes on Urethiru. Uh, yeah. And yep. this one, ha- uh, you know, there's just like a bunch of notes and stuff from books, like the book bits from before. Yeah. And uh, then she finds another one that has not- no title on it. And Shalon starts to read through it a little bit. And it's a lot of the little book bits that we have before. Like the one I just read was up yep. there, is on there, which is really fun. Um, I'm not going to read those, but she uh, reads those a little bit. Uh, nothing that she, it's nothing that she needs to know, really. Uh, so she continues to kind of flip through it. Mm-hmm. She finds information about the Voidbringers, and Shalon's like, well, that's weird because why would she bring, believe in the Voidbringers if she doesn't believe in like the, like, the Almighty and the Radiance yeah. and stuff? Like, why would she believe in the Almighty? You believe- in the opposite of God, but not God. Yeah. It's like somebody walking up to you and saying, hey, 
I'm not a Christian, but I do think the devil's real. Which yeah. I actually think there is a sect of people who are like that. I forget what it's called. Anyway, continue it. Yeah. Um, but as she's doing this, uh, she hears a knock on the door and she's like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be in here. And she's like, but wait, Yasna wouldn't knock. She would just come in. Yeah, she lives here. <laughs> yes. And so she, she, you know, stacks the stuff back up as best she can and heads out and opens the door and it's Capsule standing at the door. And he's like, I've heard reports that you had the day free. Would you like some jam? Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. And she's like, oh, I really shouldn't. And what I, but I, I really heard a want voice. To. I'm going crazy. Yeah. I'll have some jam. But yes, yeah, she agrees to, <laughs> to have some jam. And she wants to hopefully see if maybe she can find out how the soul caster works from Capsule. Teehee. 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 <laughs> what the heck was that? I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you're in a good mood, Colton. Yay. Okay. Yay. Okay. Um, and so the chapter skips forward some time, and they are in the garden. Uh, Aww, on a date. On a little picnic date. And they have a... I want to go on a picnic date. I can't help you. I As know. we've just discussed, <laughs> I cannot help you with this. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I'll set you up with somebody. I can help you. Yeah. Anyway, Sydney <laughs> just made a face at me that said that said she wants that. So now I have a job after this recording is to go get her a picnic date. Um, continue reading, Sydney. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, guys. Goodness gracious, oh, that man. was weird. Uh, um, this is gonna be a weird episode. I'm sorry, but they're on their little picnic date, and they, they love it. They love the they're, weird. What? The, the audience loves the weird. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? If, if I know one thing about our audience is that they love the weird. I mean, they're reading this weird little fantasy book thing, so they they got to be into it at least a little bit. Fair enough. Get Anyways, um, they're on their little picnic date, and they're just kind of talking about the berries. So the berries, that they're they're having Toothberry Jam. The title of the chapter. Toothberry Jam is not the title oh, what, of this chapter. What's the title of the chapter? Barmaids and... Oh, are, why did I think it was Toothberry Jam? <laughs> what am I doing? You Oh, literally said goodness. earlier this when I met, when I was talking about the drawing, you're like, "Yeah, he's gonna, she's gonna go draw barmaids and whatever," and mm. you're like, "Title of the chapter." I am <laughs> like not even like ten minutes ago. I have I am I, I'm having a good time. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, so they're talking about this jam. Oh, I'm looking at our sheet. Next week, there's a there's a chapter called Strawberry. That's <laughs> that's what I saw. I assumed <laughs> that that chapter was the jam. That's not next week. That's like two weeks from now. Oh, right. Sorry. Two weeks from now. It's um, about strawberry. Yeah. Anyways, um, basically, Truthberry Jam is the rumor that's not true, but the like, um, well, we're, what is the word for it? That the, the, the myth. The myth. Yes. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Really? I'm yeah. So I literally I couldn't think of the word. Good. Um, the myth is that if you eat it, it makes you tell the truth, uh, which is kind of funny. And what, um, but what, where does that come from? Says Capsule. Um,. I don't know, to be honest. I'll tell you. I don't remember. The leaves and stem are essentially weed. Oh, yeah, And yeah, so yeah, yeah, people yeah. would make a fire out of the bush after they've eaten the jam. Yeah. And then think that they just, the think that the jam or the berry itself is what made them tell the truth. That's hilarious. When in me. fact, they were high out their mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically, they're just having this conversation and they're low, no, they're flirting. These two are flirting hard. After learning about the drugs, Shalon says, it's a wonder they didn't get called the birthberries. <laughs> no, Shalon. That's that's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just talking and they're flirting. Shalon's blushing and she's like, Capsule, you can't say this. You're an ardent. And he low-key is like, yeah, I might leave the Ardentia to be with you. Like he kind of like hints at that, which is crazy. 
wait, I'm sorry. There's a little interaction here. I'm not, it's not going to be dr- dramatic reading, but Can I do want to read it. we just do a it. dramatic reading? Okay. <laughs> well, we, okay. If we do one, there's a section here that's not really important to story, but we have to make sure we read it. Okay. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> Jam should not have lore or mythology. It should be sweet, colorful, and delicious. Like young ladies, I presume. Brother Capsule! She blushed again. That wasn't at all appropriate. And yet, you smile. I can't help it, she said. I'm sweet, colorful, and delicious. You have the colorful part right, he said, obviously amused at her deep blush, and the sweet part. Can't speak for your deliciousness. Capsule! She exclaimed, though she wasn't entirely shocked. She'd once told herself that he was interested in her only in order to protect her soul, but that was getting more and more difficult to believe. He stopped by at least once a week. He chuckled at her embarrassment, but that only made her blush further. Stop it! She held her hand up in front of her eyes. My face must be the color of my hair. You shouldn't say such things. You're a man of religion. But still a man, Shalon. One who said his interest in me was only academic. Yes, academic, he said idly, involving many experiments in much first-hand field research. Capsule! He laughed deeply, taking a bite of his bread. I'm sorry, Brightness, Shalon, but I get such a reaction. She grumbled, lowering her hand, but knew that he said the things, in part because she encouraged him. She couldn't help it. Nobody had ever shown her the kind of interest that he increasingly did. She liked him, liked talking with him, liked listening to him. It was a wonderful way to break the monotony of study. There was, of course, no prospect for a union. Assuming she could protect her family, she'd be needed to make a good political marriage. Dallying with an ardent owned by the King of Carbrinth wouldn't serve anyone. I'll soon have to start hinting to him the truth, she thought. He has to know that this won't go anywhere, doesn't he? He leaned toward her. You really are what you see, aren't you, Shalon? Capable? Intelligent? Charming? He smiled. Genuine. I wouldn't say that, she said. You are. I see it in you. I, uh, it's so cute! Do you think Delicious was in regards to making out, like, kissing? I kissin don't know. <laughs> that was, that, that... That's a strange sentence. I like, I think it's funny though. It makes me laugh It was time. funny. It was funny. I agree. We actually had to re-record because I giggled at my, <laughs> at the joke from the, this is the first time a book's made me giggle in real life. <laughs> I giggled at the joke and we had to re-record a section because I ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about Capsule after what we learned from that one time. Oh. But I... I can't help but like him. Seems like he really does like her, though. Yeah, it seems to me like he really does like her, and I cannot help but like him. But yeah, I just thought we would read that because it's really cute, and we all know, if you guys have listened before, you know I'm a big romantic. Yeah. And so we read all the romantic sections in these books because I'm a big fan. Yes, we're not dating. (laughs) She makes me do the romantic sections every freaking time. (laughs) This, This episode has done a good job at making sure everyone knows. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay continue goodness. continue <laughs> okay um we should title this this episode instead of the chapter name no we're not dating episode <laughs> episode 12 we're not dating <laughs> okay anyways back onto the book at, at hand the book at hand <laughs> you know what i meant is that a phrase i don't think so <laughs> okay anyways um they continue to talk they talk about the fact that uh, she doesn't feel genuine because she feels very naive. She grew up, she spent her entire childhood in her father's uh, manner, and she didn't like, you know, she didn't get to have company. Like she just was very, very naive. She didn't have a lot other than like her family. 
and uh, he's like, was your father like not a, a good man? Mm. And she was like, well, he um, he she says my father is a man of passion and virtue, just never at the same time, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, and she just talks about the fact that she just had this kind of like. Like excluded, like well, not excluded, but like uh, reclusive, reclusive. Yes, like on her own kind of childhood. Um, she didn't get to go out much. She didn't like get to do any of those things. And so she talks to him about that. Um, it kind of sounds to me like she's just kind of being used. Her father loved her, and like she was the favorite child because she was seen as the perfect daughter. I'm gonna marry this girl off, like kind of thing. Yes, which is not great. Not a great mindset. Not a not a great mindset at all. Um, and so she kind of talks about that. Uh, she also talks about, she asks, well, she asks Capsule, she says, uh, you know, we shouldn't be talking like this. And he says, a man can leave the Ardentia, Shalon. And she's like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Um, and, but, and then she blurts out, Yasna thinks you're getting close to me because you want her soul caster. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah. And she's like, excuse <laughs> me? Yep. <laughs> And basically, Capsule says, you're right and you're wrong. The devotary wants the soul caster, and they want me to get it. Like, you know, they, but I am also like being around you for other reasons. Yeah. Like, I'm not just being around you to take her soul caster, but. Yeah. Because, well, originally, the plan was he was going to take the soul caster, but the devotary decided that that was a bad idea because they didn't want to make uh, a Lethkar mad at them. Yeah. Because then there would be another war and, um. Carbronth would have just died. Like yeah. that, they would have been doomed. Um, so they basically decided it wasn't a good idea. Uh, but it's funny to me that he just flat out said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that mean, I wanted, yeah, that that was my original plan." Um, but now he's he's kind of low key fallen in love with her. Yeah, uh, which is the vibes I'm getting, anyways. Uh, but he just you know talks about this a little bit. Uh, right. They talk about, uh, like I said, the fact that it is possible for people to leave. Uh, the are uh, like he can leave. He doesn't not force to stay in the Ardentia forever if he doesn't want to. Right. Uh, he he hints multiple times throughout this section that he wants to leave for her, which yeah. is kind of crazy to me. And Shlon doesn't know how to feel about it, and I don't know how to feel feel about it either. I'm not sure I tr- I like Capsule, but I'm not 100 percent sure I trust him. Yeah. You know, it's a weird it's a weird vibe. Uh, but they also talk. He also says that part of the reason he's also hanging out with her is because he wants to make sure that her soul is not corrupted by Yasna. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, it's okay. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also wants to try and, and fix Yasna's soul, but that's not going to happen. Sorry. I don't, I don't <laughs> see it. It's yeah, not going to yeah, happen. No, you can't fix, you can't fix her. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but basically they're like, okay, well we should, uh, leave. Like we shouldn't, you know, I think, I think it's time. I need to think it's, I think it's time we leave. And so, uh, they kind of start to go go their own their own ways. And he says, I'll come see you tomorrow, and then leaves, which is Aww. kind of adorable that he says he'll come see you tomorrow. Uh, she, yes? Sorry, keep going, keep going, keep going. She's, uh, Shalon's not really sure what she wants. Uh, she's kind of like, I should be focused on my family and getting my family, but but this, what is this? Like, this is, seems like it's going somewhere. Yeah. And part of me wants it to go somewhere yeah. is what Shalon's thinking um, and also what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Shalon and I are thinking the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. We're the same person. Uh, not really. You're the same person. You're Shalon. Mm, I don't... Are you an artist? No. Then no, you're not, not Shalon. Not at all. That's the not one thing I know all. about Shalon. Not at all. I'm also not a thief. 
Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was originally going to say, and then you said artist. Uh, but uh, Shalon starts to head out to go back. Um, and on her way back, she gets a, uh, a letter uh, from the uh, captain of the Wind's Pleasure, which is the boat she took to get here. Right. And basically it says, Lass, we got your message. The Wind's Pleasure will soon be at port in Carbronth again. Of course, we'll give you passage and return to your estates. It would be my pleasure to have you aboard. We are Devar men. We are indebted to your family. We're making a quick trip over to the mainland, but we'll hurry to Carbranth next. Expect us in one week's time to pick you up. Yeah. So basically, Shalon's got one week. Yep. Uh, Yasna has yet to say anything, has yet to react to the Soulcaster. Shalon doesn't have any idea if it's working or not. Or right. like, you know, she doesn't know how to work it. She doesn't know whether Yasna's realized it, but she's got one week. Yep. And so she's going to head out in that week. Um is her plan, which is she's kind of upset about a little bit because she she's really started to enjoy this studying that she gets to do. Yeah, she's really enjoying it. She's got um, capsule to think about now. Yeah, just there's a lot of things that are like making her happy and she wants to stay here for. Yeah, and so basically she decides in this next week I'm just going to spend time studying and like th- this is something I want to do. I'm going to spend time studying, going to spend time doing the things that I enjoy doing because this yep. is the last week I'm going to get to do them. Which is a good, I like that mindset. Yeah, and that's that's where it ends. It is where it ends. It's it's very sad. Yes. I wish, I say I wish, but I don't think she's going to leave. Yeah. Listener, by the way. Oh, wait, that's a good theory. Before I Sorry, I about, I about skipped right over that. Why don't you think she's going to leave? I think she's either going to get found out or she's mm. just going to decide she can't. Maybe she's going to send the Soulcaster. I think I could see her. Mm, that seems like too easy of an answer. Yeah. I was going to say I could see them like her being like sending the Soulcaster home with uh, <laughs> the the ship. That seems too easy. Yeah. That seems too easy to me. Yeah. Um, But I just, I think she's going to get caught somehow mm. or something's going to happen with Capsule and she's not going to want to leave. Okay. I just, I don't think, I don't think she's going to leave. It's not going to happen. Okay. That's I fair. would be really surprised if she does. Good theory. The only way I think she does is she gets on the ship and leaves and then... Yasna comes and finds her. Or Capsule, <laughs> or Capsule comes and finds her. Ooh, long lost lovers. I think either way, she's going to mm. end up around Yasna and Capsule still. Right. Like, I don't think that's going to be the end of it. Okay. Listener, I did go distant for the second half of that chapter. I apologize. The reason is I was like, there's something I want to say. Have we already read this? And so I was doing some desperate research to see if we've <laughs> already read the thing. Turns out, no, we have not. So I'm not going to talk about <laughs> it. So I went, I went distance, distant for a few minutes for no reason. Uh, but I'm back now. And well, now it's, it's your turn. So you better chapter. be back and fully here, Colton. I'm fully present for this chapter. You it better is, be. It is chapter 43, The Wretch. Cindy immediately hopped on her phone. She's not, she said, Colton was gone. I'm going to get gone too. <laughs> um, it is chapter 43, The Wretch. The little book bit here says they lived out in the wilds, always awaiting the desolation or sometimes a foolish child who took no heed of the night darkness. And then it's a child's tale. Yes. But this quote is from Shadows Remembered. Seems to hint at the truth I seek. See page 82, the fourth tale. So, book bit, book bit. Book bit. I don't know why I did bit. that so late. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like it was the right time. Oh, goodness gracious. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Oh, you're so mean. (laughs) Screw you, Sydney. No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Okay, continue, please. Well, now I got to cut that section out. You ruined my self-esteem, Sydney. (laughs) No, it was. 
was fine. You don't have to cut it out. It was fine. It was good. You don't have to cut it out, Colton. Leave it. The audience is going to love it. Everybody, tell Colton that you loved his beatboxing. Okay? JB Popple and Han Solo are going to be popping in going, uh, hey, man, it was pretty good. <laughs> Everyone, if you haven't commented yet, make it your first comment. Just say that you love. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this thing. No, do on. it. Do it. Do no. it. Do it's it. Kaladin. Do it. It's a Kaladin <laughs> chapter. He wakes up in his room. He is depresso. Um, he is, yes. Very sad. Very sad boy he is. Um, and he's basically sitting like, Why, what's the point of trying if they're just going to die? What's the point of trying? He's back to being a little butthole thinking, what's the point of trying over and over, which is not great. Not a great spot for him to be in. Um, and eventually he gets out of bed and starts walking like, well, he gets out of bed like not early to do a workout like they expected him to. He's kind of like gets out of bed eventually, you know. Um, yeah. And he uh, goes ahead and walks outside and sees basically there's a new palanquin running up towards the run, like going towards them. Yeah. And it's the replacement for the worst person, Lamarill. Ugh. The little butthole Lemuro finally got himself replaced. I um, don't think his replacement's any better. I think their replacement might be worse. Well, we don't we don't know her yet. Le- them yet. We don't know them yet. Um, I will tell I'll tell you about them here in a second. Sydney, come well, on, hurry up. Sorry. Okay, I'll get right into it. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. The palanquin rolls up, and the um, woman inside is named Brightness Hashal. And she does all the talking. Her husband is technically the one in charge, but it feels like a like a I'm in charge, but my husband's the figurehead situation. Yep, because Hashal does all of the talking. Her husband is named Matal, M A T A L, Bright Lord Matal. They basically said that they're gonna they're not gonna run it as limply as the previous guy did, as Limeril did. Yeah. Um, and in order to save time and make them more efficient, they're gonna send each crew at the same job every day. Instead of having the crews rotate between which job they're going to do. Which makes sense, but also wicked unfair. Yeah. Um, also, really quick, she also says, It seems that you have survived the Almighty's judgment. I bear a message for you from your betters. The Almighty has given you another chance to prove yourself as a bridgeman. That is all. Many are trying to read more, read too much into what happened. So High Prince Sadius has forbidden gawkers to come see you. Essentially, Sadius is like, High Prince, uh, the Bright Lord, the, sorry, Stormfather said you could survive. It's just to prove you're still a bridgeman. It's not, it doesn't mean anything more. It doesn't mean you're bit made for more, built for more. You're a bridgeman through and through. That's what it is. I really genuinely would love to have a, um, like, I wish we had a perspective of Sadius right now. Yeah. Because I would love, love, love to know what he thought. Also, would love to know if Dalinar and Adolin know. Yeah. Like, I just, I would love to have their perspective right now, the three of them. Yeah. But I would love to know what they know about this or what they think about it. Let's take a pause. What do you think they're up to, uh, Dalinar and Adolin? We haven't seen them in a long time. I know. Well, we know last time we saw them, Dalinar was going to give up his... Dual bridge run. Well, no, he was going to... um, Oh, right. He was going to give... Adeline, the the throne. Yeah, I guess. wait, and it was going to be happening in a week. So theoretically, it's probably been a f- at least it's been ten days. So yeah, so at this point, Adeline should be in charge. Yes. Um, um, I, I'm not entirely sure that I think Dalinar's given it up yet. Ah. Uh, um, Kylan would have heard about it probably, right? Yeah, maybe, but, but maybe not. They don't care. Yeah, I don't. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Um. I, anyway, I do think though that I think somehow Dalinar is going to get Kaladin out of here. 
Hmm. How? I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just feel like somehow they're going to meet. The, yeah. This whole group of people is going to somehow <laughs> come together at If some they point, never right? did, that'd be such a boring book. That'd be crazy. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, Kaladin insults the guy. He gets himself beat up by a uh, spear. Spearman, he would have actually been able to beat the spearman, but he decides it's not worth the fight and went ahead and let himself get hit in the crotch. Um, you mean the head? Oh, the first swing went towards the crotch, but he no, caught it. the first it. swing went towards his gut. And he caught it. He, uh, yes. And then he got hit in the <laughs> head. For some reason, I always just pictured him catching it between his legs. I don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> um, but Kaladin goes down, and Hashal basically says, we're not being lax anymore. No insults, no nothing. You guys are all going to be on chasm duty permanently. Kaladin basically says, I guess that's what we do. People are saying, what are we going to do now? And how are we going to make more money to feed through the stews and stuff? And Kaladin says, we get to work. Because he is given up, essentially. Yep. Like a little jerk, like a little jerk wad. Jerk wad? Jerk wad, yeah. Um, And then uh, next day, it cuts forward in time, and they're going to climb down into the the pits, right? And um, basically, they're just going down. And Kaladin considers jumping again and flying for a few beautiful moments until he dies. Uh, But he doesn't do that. He just gets on the bottom of the ladder. Uh, And then they... They start walking around, and Rock is like, you should be excited. You survived the bridge run. And Kaladin's like, but I'm still doomed to death. And he's just being a Debbie Downer. Yeah, and he, like, says it out loud. Yeah. Which is not great because now all of his friends who are finally happy in a good spot are now also sad because Kaladin's upset. Yeah. Good job, Kaladin, for ruining literally everything. And Syl still talks for a minute to him. And Syl says... um, Basically, still, it gives a little hint here that Syl has helped men kill before, which means something. Um, but she basically is talking about... Uh, she says... I don't like you I've, like this. I, but I've helped men kill before. She does. That's she true. also just does not like Kaladin being a bit Debbie Downer. I agree. I also don't like it. Syl, I agree with this. Another little another little bit of, of his, uh, lore. Kaladin says, um, you can't. The world wants them dead, and trying to save them is pointless. Uh, and he and still says, "Is that why you didn't accept it? The glory all those months before? What is that a reference to? Give me a theory. What glory? Oh, uh, well, because he killed the uh, he killed someone, right? When he was in the army, and then he refused to take their their honor or whatever the light eyes gift." Or whatever it was that they were giving him, I don't remember. To okay, be honest, at this so point, but I'll, I'll tell you what you what we know. He killed someone important. Yes, the ladders gave him a gift. He said yes. no to it. Yes, and now he's a bridge. And man. I would assume that was the honor. Okay, what's the honor? Whatever the Just gift like, was that he was going. You're to being on. You're you're doing <laughs> circular logic, Sydney. Okay, we're continuing. I mean, I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's your whatever like, it was. Yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe it could have been a. Oh, maybe he was going to give him a, a. Oh, because. Hold on, wait a minute. I got a theory. Give me a second. Okay, you're you're concocting. <clears throat> I am concocting. So I remember at the beginning of this book. Yeah. It was a uh, when he was still a soldier. He was a leader of a of squad. The last thing we heard about him when he was a soldier was that a uh, shard bearer came. Yes. I think somehow he killed the shard bearer, mm-hmm. and they were the light eyes was going to give him the shards. And like the the sword and stuff, and so he would have become a light eyes. Yeah. And he was said no, and they got upset about it. And that was the honor was that he would have become a light eyes. Ah, uh, and, and then they sent him to the bridge cruise. Yes, because they got offended. 
Well, then he became they a slave. Af- they get offended pretty easy. So, yes. yeah, that makes sense. That's my theory. Good theory. I because like it. That, that makes sense to me that he had to have killed the shard. I believe it 100% that he killed the shard. He had to have killed the shard bearer. And then by by right, he would be the shard bearer then. Yeah. So, that, I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair. Speaking of shard bearer, so Shalon did another little hint that she might have something hidden in her chapter. Uh, she said 10 heartbeats away. Did you remember that? I don't know. She Okay, she did do another hint in the last chapter. I don't remember that at all. That's all. Just so you know. I definitely didn't catch that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, Rock says, Rock says, what are we going to do to fight next? And Kaladin's like, there's nothing left to do. Because Kaladin's being a Debbie Downer right now. Ugh. Yeah, he's in, his, he's in his downer phase. He literally says that living is a curse. Come on, Kaladin. What yeah. are you doing? Uh, and, and Rock's like, you're a miracle. You survive. The Unkakalaki guides you. In regards to Sil, who he can see, remember? Yeah. Um. And then uh, basically everyone is trying to get him to not fall back into apathy and Kaladin is trying to fall back into apathy and the other the other bridgemen are like, I knew it. I knew there was nothing to do to this. Like Moash is like, I knew it. I knew he wasn't going to be able to actually do anything. Like, um, And Kaladin's kind of just being a butthole. Yeah. Um, uh, and Taft is being weird and he eventually says a phrase that is, um, he says, I don't know what the point is, but it seems pathetic to give up. We should just keep fighting right until those arrows take us. You know, journey before destination. And he says, uh, Callie goes, what does that mean? And she, all of a sudden, Taft gets all defensive. I don't know. Just something I heard once. I don't know. Where I can't, what are you talking about? <laughs> and um, Sigzo hops up and says, it's something the Lost Radiance used to say. And uh, now everyone in the crowd is like, Lost Radiance? Who's bringing them up? Teft did, says Moash. And they're all, <laughs> they're all doing like uh, a little thing where they are doing a who's on first about Lost Radiance. <laughs> Um, and essentially there was, a. eventually Sigzel reveals that there was a whole phrase they used to say, because Sigzel used to, oh, and we learn about this later at, at dinner, I guess we learn about that. No, Sigzel says the whole phrase, right? There's like a three, a three part phrase that the Lost Radiance used to say. Anyway, I know it from, I know it in my head, so I can tell you it. It was life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. And Sigzel reveals that because it, uh, I know it does because Kaladin thinks about it later in the chapter. Oh, yeah, uh, he says it right here. It mm-hmm. was um, their motto, part of it at least. Life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. Yeah, so that's what the Lost Radiance used to say. And and um, what's his butt? Teft is bringing it up for some reason. Because for some reason, Teft knows that. Yeah. And he's bringing it up to Kaladin for whatever reason. Yeah. So that, that feels like theory bait, but we'll continue. Basically, the Bridgman all just kind of do a, do a little um, butthole dance of Kaladin being a baby and everybody else being like, oh, I knew it. And some of them being like, Kaladin, stop being a baby. And it's... You know, yeah, that's kind of the great. whole vibe as yeah. they as they tear apart dead bodies and find their loot and stuff. Yeah, um, and then he says to Sil, "I can't save them, Sil." And Sil says, "Are you certain? I failed every time before, and so you'll fail this time too." Yes. Um, and then Sil does. I wish. Okay, maybe we should read this part. Okay. This interaction is very cute. Not cute. It's very helpful. Okay. I mean, let's try it then. We haven't done a Sil interaction in so long. Yeah, let's get it. Woo! Woo! I can't save them, Sil. Kaladin whispered, anguished. Are you certain? I failed every time before. And so you'll fail this time, too. Yes. She fell silent. Well then, she eventually said, let's say that you're right. So why fight? I told myself that I would try one last time, but I failed before I began. There's no saving them. Doesn't the fight itself mean anything? Not if you're destined to die. He hung his head. Sigzel's words echoed in his head. Life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. Calden looked up at the crack of sky, like a faraway river of pure blue water. 
life before death. What did the saying mean? That man should seek life before seeking death? That was obvious. Or did it mean something else? That life came before death? Again, obvious. And yet, simple words spoke to him. Death comes, they whispered. Death comes to all, but life comes first. Cherish it. Death is the destination for the journey. That is life. That is what matters. That's such a great reminder, I think. Yep. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. the idea that, okay, yes, death comes. Every single person is going to die. It's going to happen. You're not going to live forever, right? So you should cherish the life that you have now because you're not going to live forever. Yeah. Just that idea. Yeah. Which is very accurate. And Kaladin then thinks, I know what's happening to me. It happened to me all the time when I was a kid. Just, I have bouts of just being extremely sad for no reason. Yep. Tien used to be able to help me with this, but now he's gone. The reason he thinks about that is because he finds a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cute. Um, But, hey, what is he dealing with mental health-wise? Like, being like bipolar. No, it's depression. Mean, it's depression, yeah. yeah. Depression, bipolar, that yeah. kind of thing. Dude's got depression. Yeah. And he says, I hate that wretch I've become, and I see him coming over me again. Which is such a good little, like, like idea or like representation of it because mm-hmm. i feel like i mean, I don't know like if you've got like depression or you're bipolar or whatever yeah i i can imagine the idea that this thing is coming towards you and you can't to, stop it and you can't stop it is such a good i think i think brandon sanderson does a very good job of representing that in a yes. different in a different way than is normally represented this, this this yes i agree and i love i i you know i appreciate the whole thing that he the mental health just being like a part of this character is such a good thing too. Yeah. It's not like a, I mean, it's an overcoming an obstacle, but it's not like it comes on him randomly. He's depressed. Yeah. He's doing his best to fight it, but he's always feeling like every yes. time he's happy, there's a moment where he also thinks, but they still die. And he's sad again. It's like, it's not like yeah. a thing for a story. It's just part of who he is, which is helpful for the story. Yes. You know? Anyway, uh, we continue on. And Kaladin basically, because Syl's around and Syl did her job perfectly, he's back to being like, I'll give it one more try. And he says, all right, we're going to escape. And everyone in the crew is like, nope, that's not an option. And Callan says, well, we got to try, basically. Yeah, he does have a good point. Like, they're either going to die on a bridge run mm-hmm. or they might as well die and try to escape. Yeah. Um, and Kaladin says, uh, I'll teach you to use the spears. And they're all like, oh, I'm in. I'll do it. I'll learn how to do a spear. And Rock goes, um, ha, and I shall cook you. And I shall cook you much food to keep you full while you kill. And Dunny says, wait, you won't fight with, with us? And Rock says, it's beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rock. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to I wanna explain Kaladin's idea. Mm-hmm. So basically his idea is whenever they're in the chasms, they basically the jobs that they give bridge leaders are just to keep them busy yes. when they're not on bridge runs. Right. Um, and so basically they don't really care how much loot and stuff they come back with. Yeah. And so basically his idea is yeah. we'll come back with stuff, but – while we're down here, there's no one here watching us because they don't want to risk coming down here. We're going to, I'm going to teach you how to fight. And what we're going to do is if I train you, we can attack the guard post at night. He says, we might be able to get away. Once we're free, they'll send soldiers after us. Sadius won't let Bridgman kill his soldiers and get away with it. We'll have to hope he underestimates us and sends a small group at first. If we kill them, we might be able to get far enough away to hide. It will be dangerous. Sidious will go to great lengths to recapture us and will likely end up with an entire company chasing us down. Stormont will probably never escape the camp in the first place, but it's something. Right. And I do I do think this is a, a decent idea. And the guys just kind of decide that um, they would rather 
die fighting yeah. than die being, being complacent. Like yes, being complacent and being bait. Which I get. Like I, yeah. I, I understand that logic. And this seems like the only option they have at this point. Right. A very, very good. Also very, very cute. I like it. All the all the bridgemen are very into them. Uh is it gonna work? Give me a theory. Um I I do mm, mm. <laughs> I think it'll work. I do think it'll work. Okay. Like I don't Hmm. I think they're gonna okay, I do think they're gonna escape somehow. They're gonna get away. Yeah. I think some of them are gonna die, but I do think uh some of them will also get away. Like I think the main group of them will get Teft, away. Rock, probably. Moash, Cal, I think maybe one of maybe the main Dunny. group is gonna die. And for some reason I think it's gonna be Rock and I'm gonna oh, be very no. upset. If Rock dies, I think I'm gonna cry. I actually think I will cry. That's funny. <laughs> It'll just be a podcast episode and it's just gonna be me <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> But I think I think they're gonna they're gonna get out. Good. Uh, some of them. Yeah, that's fast. And like that. they're going to uh, the, they're gonna try and hide, and they're gonna end up in Dalinar's camp. Yeah. And that's how they meet Dalinar. Nice. All right. And Dalinar's gonna protect them. I like that. You ready for yeah. the next part? All right. Now it's time to rank the characters. Woo! Okay, let's do this. We got time. Woo, woo. We got energy. We got this. Woo, woo. Sydney, who did we see this week? All right, this week we had a lot of characters. So we saw Kaladin, Taft, Rock, Moash, Sigzil, Maps, Torfin, Lopin, and Dunny. And we saw Liren, Laryl, Roshon, Riller, Shalon, Yasna, Capsule, Tazbek, The Maid, Haber, Hashal, Matal, Scar, Sil, and Gaz. This is the second. This is tied for the second most people we've seen in a single week. Yes, so, lots of people. That's, I mean, I guess good job this week. Um, so we're going to go in and we're going to hop in. The week 12 list of favorite characters from just this week, which once again, this list, the first list is not supposed to be impacted by other weeks. It kind of yeah. is, but it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so this week, our favorite was Shalon because she was really, really cool. Yeah. Then Rock because we love Rock. Rock! Sill because she saved Kaladin from becoming a wretch again. Yeah. Then Kaladin because he moved. He's not the best. He's still a great guy, but he's kind of become the wretch again, which is not a great thing. Yeah. Uh, then Yasna because she taught a lesson. She's you a mean cool guy. Teft? Where oh, you skipped like I skipped two a few. People. What the heck? <laughs> Sorry. Then t- it's because you see why it happened. Because um, then Teft who is a sweetie and didn't hug Kaladin, so it kind of went down a little bit. But yeah. uh, And then Cobsoul, whose name looks like Kaladin is why I got confused. Because <laughs> um, he's nice. He's funny. Yeah. Then uh, Yasna, because yep. she's cool. Sigzel, Maps, the Lopin, Liren, Moash, Tazbek, Dunny, Scar, Haber, Torfin, and the Maid are all just kind of there. Yeah, they're ordered, well, I like Sigzel. Yeah, they're ordered for a reason. Maps was nice, Sigzel was nice, the Lopin is cool. But it's just kind of like they're there. Yeah. And then the we dislike but don't want them to die. There's Roshon, Laurel, and Matal. Yep. And not a fan of them. We don't want them to die. Wish You Were Dead. We got Gaz and the new Wish You Were Dead person, Hashal. Yep. And then finally, the dead tier, we got Riller. Yep. All right. Top five, bottom five. Now, Cindy, give us last week's top five, bottom five. All right. Last week's top five was Kaladin, Sil, Rock, Teft, and Shallan. Yep. And then last week's bottom five was Roshon, Riller, Laurel, Gaz, and Lamoureux. And so we had quite a th- few things mixed around this week. And both the top and bottom yeah. five. Yeah. So the top five, we have Shallan at number one. Yeah. Because we love Shallan. She moved up a lot, but we love Shallan. She did move We up have Rock at number lot. two because we love Rock. Um, and then we had Syl at number three because we love Syl. She she helped Kaladin out. Kaladin's moved down a lot. Yeah. He's, uh, this is the furthest down he's ever been. <laughs> 
which is kind of funny. This is the lowest he's ever been. This is the lowest he's ever been on this list. Is is he second worst best? Second worst best? Is that what we decided? Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, we put him down there because he was kind of just depressing. But we still love him. And then Capsule got added to the list for the Yay, first time Capsule. ever. Because I love Capsule. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. But right now I love him. Yes, right now you right do now love I don't him. like him. All right, don't not like him. There we go. You do you do like him. I right do now. like him. Yes. So that's why he got added to the list. And then our bottom five, uh, we have Riller at the uh, the the best of the worst. Riller is the Riller's least bad. Riller's dead, but we still don't like him. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in our Wish You Were Dead tier. So yeah. that came true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. us. Actually, he wasn't in our Wish You Were Dead tier. Never mind. Oh, never wish him death? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but he did die. And then we have Gaz, which is at the highest he's ever been on the bottom five. Yes. This so week he go only, him. He's only the second, oh, so only the fourth worst. Yeah. Which is not like, good for him. Go Gaz. Yeah. We saw him one time in this. And yeah. He just, Gaz has improved a lot. He's kind of sympathetic now. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Um, and then we have Lemuril because he's dead, but we still don't like him. Yeah. He's still a terrible character, so that's why he's on here. And then added back to the list, even though we didn't see him this week, he was added back. We have Sadius, and the reason we did this is because uh, he basically tells Kaladin, screw you. Wait, you say, well, yeah, he he basically says, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to let the Stormfather decide if he deserves to live or die. And then the Stormfather says he deserves to live, and Sadius is like, I'm going to ignore that and keep him where he's going to die. Yeah. We really don't like Sadius, so he got added back to the list for good reasoning, I think. Yep. And then at the very bottom, a new character, we have Hashal, because Hashal was a butthole. I mean, she deserved it. Yeah, she yeah. earned her She earned, she her earned that spot. Absolutely. Okay, so that's our list. All right, now we got to do some things. Uh, first, I want to say thank you to Alesia for letting us use the baller intro and outro that we get to use. I was listening it to this, listening to it this week and thinking, wow. We're lucky. This is such a cool song. It is really cool. So thank Big you fan. so much to Alezia um, for letting us use that. That's A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. Yep. And now, next week. Uh, next week, we are going to be reading chapters 44, 45, and 46. And if you don't read those, uh, 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 Sydney is going to burn truthberry leaves around you <laughs> and get you fired from your job because you high out your mind. <laughs> Also get me high. No, you're gonna run. Light them and run. Light them. Just sprints out of there. You're gonna turn as fast as I possibly can run. You're gonna turn in your office building and see Sydney just running away as you're like, hmm, I feel really good today. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but you're not gonna notice the fire that's up in flames. You might notice it, but you won't know what it is. You don't. You're not gonna. Like, no one's gonna know to cover their nose as they run. That's not really a thing. <laughs> but yeah, but you're gonna see the fire and be like. I probably should leave. That's, that's <laughs> not great. I should probably not. Like, I just watched some girl just sprint off away from this fire that is now happening. I should probably also leave this building. I guess I probably should have said you're going to commit arson. I guess arson is the bigger <laughs> is the bigger issue with what you did, not really the getting you high. <laughs> arson wasn't even part of this book, Colin. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, all right. Can't just make things up. I'm sorry. Is there anything else we need to do before we leave? Uh, no, I don't think so. Sweet. We just thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Go check out our Instagram page if you haven't already. That's Fantasy Book Club Podcast on Instagram. Go leave us a comment. Remember to say that you liked Colton's beatboxing. Don't say this thing. <laughs> don't say this thing, <laughs> say please. It. Do I don't. It. I, do I'm it. not. I'm not that desperate for attention. Um, just do it. I just have several podcasts. Thank you so much. For I listening. still think it would make him smile if he saw it. So do it. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Colin Pratt. And I'm Cindy Lyerly. I love you. Peace.
still here, the show's over. <laughs>